again. Welcome to another episode of Blue Curtains. You know what? As the time passes, I have really really come to love this name of the podcast. Blue Curtains. I just love it. Okay. So, today I'm going to read three poems for you. One is mine and two are by two other people, two other Instagram writers that you know are obviously very very amazing so the first poem is the bad side of history and it is by me and the second one is by afni and the third one is by aditya i'm going to tag their instagram usernames in the description and you can go check out their amazing profiles How my silence means so much to you but my words are only an invitation annoys me I'd silence your voice with my arms made of steel but I'm hostile to history when your kind smile turned to wild eyes one day my heart couldn't turn to ice so fast so my mouth did I had so many questions to ask you but now they drip back into my throat melted and haunt all my veins instead This world has never won a war for swords talk so loud that shields never get to speak If only you heard me this war would have turned to roses and you'd be on the good side of my poetry i wonder too many times after silencing its hunger do the claws of the beast turn softer do they return to being kind like your smile the next day or the innocent looking eyes i've learned that anger makes you wanna scream Mine only made me silent. You were bold enough to mark it as defeat and I was too startled to put up my shield. But now silence echoes in this hallway and with only shame I set you free. I bottled the screams in a suitcase and I packed us up to leave you with it. You don't get to be kind anymore. Only I get to be reckless. For the questions you barge at me only add insult to the injury. I've decorated peace on pictures with your face cut out. Now you don't get to talk. Silence is loud enough for me. Because I know I've seen this film before. And now I'm leaving you alone with this sad ending. So that was my poem and now we're going to read Avni's poem. It is called Tabdili. In English it means transition. There's a pen that I filled with 30 cm column of heartbreak for ink 
four years ago and I think it's on its course. The way for a refill leads to an empty motel room with the typical broken neon sign. But my feet can't help but make a pit stop at a little apartment belonging to a boy. In the opposite way, whose spare key I now carry in my back pocket. I tell him that I need to eat only devastation for breakfast. Instead, he fills me up with pot coffee kisses and breakfast waffle smiles. As I exit his driveway, my stomach is full and heart fuller. Did I eat too much sugar or the sky looks clearer than it looked ten years ago? I've known myself as a whirlpool in wedge heels, leaving party of a calamity like breadcrumbs on the way. In a winter jacket that I've been donning since a long time. And suddenly the sun is shining too bright, warmer than his daylight smile. But I am a heartbreak poet. And people approved. Can I be anything else when people approved? That night, I met a girl at another corner of another loudly inconsequential party with a placard around my neck that said, Heartbreak Poet. She flipped her fingers through a portfolio that I bolstered inside my sleeves and said, but you look like a love poet to me. And as I tried to cough an explanation wide-eyed, she smiled and outlined the naive, incorrect shape of a heart over my chest. The one with two beard ears and a triangular tail. Behind which lay a complicated organ that looked nothing alike. And I realized that it had started to feel nothing like it did. Almost as if someone collected the crumbs and rebuilt a city of love, sugar and dough. And I slightly suspected the boy whose hand smelled of vanilla and other confectionery. I've realized, I've accepted, that irrespective of the yesterday's weather report, I am a breeze in spray-painted sneakers today and I am writing poems untethered in the kitchen that belongs to someone who made me a love poet. And on to the next poem, the last poem of the day. This one is by Aditya. I might have loved you, but probably you never knew. But you wouldn't have wanted to commit a sin in a country where the act of falling in love has already been criminalized. And even now, I had to fictionalize you. Because fiction is the only way to tell the truths that cannot be told otherwise. I might have housed your desolation like a disconnected, unwanted piece of the puzzle in the very heart of this new insurrection, where many unpatriotic idiots have assembled to offer resistance, 
on delegitimized pedestals, only to get their hopeless hopes crushed by the very false gods to whom they had dedicated their sacrifices. Our love might have been born out of the intimacy and proximation after you had colonized my brain and seditious heart. In an elaborate ritual of seduction and eventually it might have grown up to become a beast brooding over a kill it could not eat and so it might have succumbed to a predatory imagination that preoccupies the writers and poets for eternity we might have exchanged non-marriage vows from the book of broken promises and agreed upon an unspoken pact to speak our second-hand lines in this sad second-hand play, while quoting rituals of those unusual lovers and the trail of destruction they have left in their wake of unsolicited compromises. In fact, we might not have been lovers, but only two moral cowards unprepared to die in defense of our beliefs and hollowed out claims of loving and loved, all too dangerously deranged while we unknowingly carried the cancerous carcasses of foolish dreams in our radical brains. I know that there is no point in thinking about all the might-have-beens, Provided, of course, if we had a future together, but we didn't. And the psychological devastation that followed us, undiscriminating between the victim and the victimizer. And therefore, the only perfect ending was the death of a twisted logic that holds the key to the Pandora box of conjured up emotions. So we summoned up the hellfire, whose flames needed no fanning, to turn everything to ashes, of not the kind that we force our rivers to silently consume, but the one that is considered holy enough to be rubbed on foreheads by blind devotees.